Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports settings. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Thursday, December 28th. Ian Cameron with you, ready to break down this Thursday NHL card. One more solo show for yours truly today, and then we'll be joined Friday on our Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys show by Jimmy Murphy, as always, on a Friday. And also, Matt Robinson is going to be back with me tomorrow on the show as well. He did a great job in his Ice Guys debut last week, and he will be back uh, tomorrow as well with me on the show. Saturday, Zach Urban, who's always with us on Saturdays, will be with me. And then Alex will be back on Sunday for the New Year's Eve Bonanza. And I mean Bonanza. Looking ahead to that Sunday slate, it is a huge one. And a reminder about the uh, earlier start time for Sunday. Uh, we'll be starting Sunday's show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. And the reason for that is we want to give ourselves more than an hour to break down that card. It is a huge slate on New Year's uh, Eve. So uh, we're really looking forward to that uh, show coming up. And then, of course, we'll also preview the Winter Classic on Sunday's New Year's Eve show with Vegas and Seattle. So we'll do the Winter Classic preview on Sunday. We'll be off on New Year's Eve. Or, sorry, we'll be off on New Year's Day uh, on Monday. So there will be no show on Monday. Uh, and then we will be back on Tuesday uh, at the usual 2 p.m. Eastern time. So that's the way things will roll. 2 p.m. tomorrow with Matt and Jimmy. Noon Eastern on Saturday with Zach. And then Alex is with me returning on Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific for New Year's Eve. No show Monday, back on Tuesday. So there you go. That's all settled. Uh, let's look back on last night. It was a huge slate. It's a, a weird week where Wednesday and Friday this week, there's more games than there are on, say, th well, Saturday's a pretty big slate. But, you know, this is rare for a Thursday to have just four games, and it's because they're kind of going with more games on Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, so that they can even things out with uh, New Year's Day when they uh, take the break other than the Winter Classic. But uh, let's look back on last night. 4-3 um, New Jersey in overtime uh, as they rally from behind uh, to beat the Blue Jackets. A very frustrating uh, loss for the Jackets and for me because I had a piece of Columbus there. The overcast, so wasn't all bad. But uh, definitely a game that for Columbus, they've had too many of these this season and too many bad third periods. Another third period, they end up on the losing end. Uh, and it's just you can't win games. Third period is winning time in this league. And too often than not, it's been losing time for the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is why their third period goal differential is just so absolutely pathetic. Uh, and it didn't get any better last night after losing that game by a score of 4-3 to the New Jersey Devils. What an end-to-end -end rush by Luke Hughes. But at the same time, what piss-poor horseshit defending by the Blue Jackets uh, uh, just allowing him all that real estate to walk through the neutral zone and then snap it in. And there's another goal uh, that ended up looking just like that. And we'll get to that in a little bit where it's like, are you trying? You do realize uh, that's a pretty good hockey player, right? You may not want to give him that much time and space. You may want to, you know, tighten the gap in the neutral zone a little bit. Apparently Columbus didn't get the message there. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, Devils end up winning it in overtime. And the good news for the Devils is Timo Meyer, after an extended scoring slump, is starting to get things going a bit for uh, New Jersey. They're happy to see that. Uh, the Rangers take care of business after a bit of a sluggish start. Washington actually scored the first goal, and that was that. 
the Rangers five unanswered uh, after that to win five one over the Capitals. A very entertaining game in the Battle of Florida. The Panthers uh, with a three to two victory over the Lightning, and the Panthers have figured out how to beat Tampa Bay. All of a sudden, Lightning kind of had their number for years, and now the Panthers have won a few of these regular season games in a row. Another terrific performance from Sam Reinhart. Uh, who continues to just have an outstanding season for uh, the Florida Panthers for sure. Uh, and they got the uh, 3-2 win there. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, if, um, you know, doing a lot of the same things they tend to do, play down to competition, don't play for 60 minutes, think that you're up to nothing and it's going to be an easy night and then you coast the rest of the way and you end up paying the price for it. And they were outplayed flat out in the last two periods by Ottawa. Uh, credit to Ottawa now. They've put two wins in a row on the board for Jacques Martin. Uh, and a 4-2 win and kind of the reverse of the way things have been going for Ottawa since the coach and really since, you know, even when DJ Smith, the last few games with him where great starts and then blowing leads. Well, last night they got off to a bad start and they actually pulled a comeback to win the game. So a little bit of a uh, reverse uh, result here for Ottawa because they have been certainly blowing leads after a good start. Last night they came back to win after a bad start. Uh, and maybe that's what it took for the Senators there as they get uh, the job done 4-2 against Toronto. Boston with a very, very solid, strong road game, 4-1 against Buffalo, a much-needed win to snap their four-game losing streak, and I hinted at that yesterday. It could have been a spot where Boston you know, comes out strong after the uh, Christmas break, hit the reset button. We need to get back on track, and they did with a nice 4-1 win over the Sabres. How about the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, a touchdown plus the extra point, 7-0 uh, over the New York Islanders. Just a wretched night for uh, the Islanders in that game, and it was a huge night for Jake Gensel and Evgeny Malkin with two go uh, goals apiece uh, uh, for both of those guys last night. Outstanding game for uh, both of them. How about Chris Letang setting an NHL record with five assists in one period, five second-period assists uh, for Chris Letang. Uh, Gensel with three points uh, in the game. Um, it was just an explosion, especially in that second period. And that second period was all Pittsburgh. I don't know what happened, but 20 to seven shots on goal for the Penguins in the second period. And, and uh, five, six of those goals, six of those 20 shots end up going in. So just a, uh, a unbelievable explosion last night for the Penguins. And finally, the offense gets going. And can they ride that momentum now moving forward? Too many times this team hasn't been able to back up a very good win with another. We'll see if they can finally do that moving forward. But uh, one of their best games of the season, bar none, uh, with that 7 nothing win over the Islanders last night. Uh, Minnesota 6-3 to against Detroit. It's hard to really truly trust and buy into this Detroit team until their defensive play gets better. And it, look, James Reimer's struggling too. That doesn't help. You're not getting a save when you need one. Six more goals given up by Reimer last night. Uh, he's just not uh, getting the job done right now. They clearly miss the duo of Alex. Uh, Alex, I don't care what anyone says about um, uh, Alex Lyon. Uh, he is a thousand percent better than Reimer right now. Uh, Lyon led the Florida Panthers into an improbable playoff spot last year. If not for the play of Alex Lyon last year in Florida, that team may not have even made the playoffs. Uh, and um, 
So they really miss him. And I guarantee you, Reimer's not getting these starts if Lyon's healthy. And it goes without saying Billy Huso still out as well. So they're really having a tough time. And their team defense isn't good right now either. But they're also not getting a save when they need one from their goaltender. And that's a tough way to go about in the NHL. You can't win games that way. And Minnesota gets the uh, 6-3 win. Good result with the over there for me in that one. Uh, Carolina, 5-2 against Nashville. Very solid win for them. Uh, they uh, serve a payback to Nashville, who won in Carolina earlier this month. Nice 5-2 win there for the uh, Hurricanes. And it's very uh, good to see the puck finally go in for them uh, last night. Uh, Aho was good. He needs to be good, uh, and so does Svechnikov. And look, they both scored, and when Aho and Svechnikov both score, that's good news for Carolina, and that's likely, and that likely means they're going to win. Um, so absolutely outstanding work from uh, Aho and from uh, Svechnikov last night. And like when they go as those two guys go, it really is amazing how that offense is so much better when Aho and Svechnikov make an impact. You know, and we saw that last night. Uh, here uh, in this one uh what else uh, in that game last night i should say against nashville st louis a very solid two to one win and look i've got to upgrade joel hofer man this uh, once one excellent start wasn't enough to change my mind about him because he really had a bad rough start he's changing my mind now this is two not just good these are two really good performances in a row he has had in between the pipes for the st louis blues uh 40 shots faced 39 saves uh, for him last night in that game, uh, he was absolutely outstanding, uh, and he keeps getting better. And to shut down a very potent Dallas team like that, uh, a very good performance from Hofer and a two to one win for the uh, Blues over the Stars. And they're a red hot team right now, five and one uh, under the new head coach Drew Bannister. So uh, you know that's a team I'm very reluctant to go against at the moment, uh, especially after <laughs> excuse me after what I saw last night from the Blues in that game. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes with the comeback of the night for sure. Uh, unbelievable, wretched start. I honestly, once especially, it got to four nothing in the second period when McKinnon got that power play goal. I'm like, well, this is finished. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Arizona gets a four one goal late in the second. It's almost like that gave them a little bit of energy, a little bit of a adrenaline, a little breath of life. And then they turned that into a great third period. Uh, where, look, they controlled the play. They really kept Colorado at a, at bay. Colorado didn't do much. Colorado didn't have the puck much in the third period. And sure enough, three straight goals unanswered to tie the game. Kessel rings, Zucker, and Dersey. And then uh, Jack McBain with the overtime winner. What a comeback for the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, at 4 nothing Colorado, I think, see you later, Arizona. See you later, draw uh, for me in that game. And to be able to see that comeback and, able to cash both of those. Um, wow. Uh, what a show of resolve from this Arizona Coyotes team. Absolutely terrific. And um, very thankful that they didn't quit on that game. And that's a credit to them as players. And that's a credit to Tourney uh, for making sure they didn't give up down 4 nothing. So what a win for Arizona. Continue to find ways to win at Mullet Arena, which is becoming another strong uh, home ice uh, uh, venue for this Coyotes team. Their home record good this year like it was last year so 5-4 what a win what a comeback uh, for the Arizona Coyotes against the uh, Colorado Avalanche who as I said on the show yesterday this team on the road there's some warts there there's some issues there there's some lack of consistency when you get the Colorado Avalanche outside of Ball Arena right now and we're definitely seeing that uh Chicago with a nice two to one win against Winnipeg. What a feisty team they've been at home. We've talked about this with Chicago lately here at the United Center and they played some pretty good hockey at home, other than the Montreal loss, which was kind of 
uh, disheartening, but they beat Colorado in this building. They gave Vancouver a tough game here. Uh, they have been a very competitive squad here on home ice and uh, a very solid night for Morozik in net, another good defensive effort from this team. And, and they uh, were opportunistic. Well, I should say they, Connor Bedard was opportunistic. He gets both goals last night, including a wonderful goal in overtime, an end to end rush, uh, and then rips it past Connor Hellebuck. What a shot it was. And to be honest with you, nine times out of 10, I said this online that. That's going to look like a bad goal given up by Hellebuck. You know, a very minimal screen, very minimal traffic in front of his vision, and that puck still beat him clean. But when it's Connor Hellebuck on uh, the end of shooting that puck, uh, it's different because this guy can change the angle, change the speed, change the trajectory of the shot with the way his stick is torqued. And then, of course, he's got a very quick release. So it's one of those deals where a lot of times you're going to see a goal go in from that far out. You're going to say, what a bad goal let in by Hellebuck. But at the same time, uh, it was just an incredible release. And that's the kind of thing that uh, a guy like uh, Connor Bedard can do. That being said, as great as the rush was and what a shot, uh, it was a wonderful goal. What the hell are the Winnipeg Jets thinking? Let's just give up the blue line. Let's just give up the neutral zone. Let's give Connor Bedard... A a late Christmas gift here of having a free skate through the neutral zone into our defensive zone and just let him rip it without a single fucking guy laying a stick on him, laying a body on him. Nothing. There was nobody from the Jets trying to impede him uh, to get into that position there to rip that shot past Connor Hellebuck. Uh, Just an atrocious job uh, by the Winnipeg Jets. So, as much as it was a phenomenal goal scored by number 98, it was absolutely piss poor, abysmal defending by the Winnipeg Jets in that spot. You got to step up, you know, in the neutral zone or step up at the blue line and don't give don't give access to your own zone that easily. It's ridiculous. I mean, what they did there. Uh, and that's Connor Bedard morons. Hello. Uh he's only probably going to dominate this league for the next 10, 15, 20 years, you know, if he stays uh, injury free. Holy mackerel. Uh just terrible stuff from Winnipeg there uh, on defending that overtime goal by uh, Connor Bedard. But a nice win for Chicago. They get the 2-1 to win there uh, last night. Uh, We also saw a 2-1 to win for the Seattle Kraken. And this was a surprise to me. We thought, obviously, Joey Decord would be in net uh, coming out of the break with still Grubauer sideline. But little did we know that Chris Drieger had been uh, cleared to play. And this is a guy that's just been out for so long. He has had multiple injuries. He hasn't started in a game since the 2021-2022 season. So we're talking almost two years since this guy's played in an NHL game. And what a return for Chris Drieger. You know, started his career, of course, with the Florida Panthers, then went to Seattle in the expansion draft. And wow, what a performance. 38 shots, 37 saves, uh, and Seattle with the 2-1 to victory there in that one. Uh, not the best game from Seattle. They did get outshot, outchanced, outplayed for a good portion, but they found a way to win, and that's what they've been doing lately. And uh, like I said on uh, on X, on social media, uh, and John Massey knows this uh, all too well, Yeah, they're back to the Calgary Sternums last night. They never met a shot to the crest of the goalie that they didn't like, the Calgary Flames. And they had one of those nights where it seemed like every puck was getting vacuumed up uh, by Chris Drieger uh, last night in that game. So... Uh, credit to Seattle. Great job uh, in that two to one win last night, especially by Chris Drieger. Uh, the L.A. Kings with a nice, solid five one win against San Jose. Not really much to say. They're just a the much superior team and they played like it. Uh, and another team total over against San Jose Cashes. So keep on going with that right now. They're giving up goals again. 
And then, of course, one of the stunners of the night. Happy for me, I took Anaheim near plus 200, but also best bet for me on the show yesterday, the over. Vegas and Anaheim, 5-2 win for the Anaheim Ducks. Brutal from the Vegas Golden Knights. They've lost their way defensively. Uh, Logan Thompson coming back from his injury stint, but he wasn't playing great before, and it wasn't a great night for him last night either. Five goals on 26 shots. They are having issues right now, Vegas. It's not going to get any easier for them either. They're playing L.A. tonight. We'll get to that. But just the defending has been poor. It's been below average. It's been substandard for a team of this caliber who just put on a defensive clinic for everyone en route to the Stanley Cup last spring. Uh, It's just not what you expect. It's not the Vegas standard defensively, not even close right now from this group. And it is definitely a, a problem and a concern, and it's a growing concern. That being said, let's not take all the credit away from Anaheim. Anaheim is finally getting healthy. Zegers is back. Jamie Drysdale, I'm telling you, he makes a world of difference being back on that blue line because that is the area that this this Anaheim team rather still can have some problems and struggles, and Jamie Drysdale is going to be a good one. Okay, He's going to be a very good NHL defenseman for a long time, and you can automatically see the difference he makes now that he's back in this lineup. Just the puck movement. I think he makes good decisions with the puck. There's no panic in his game. Good outlet pass. Doesn't really have many blunders defensively for a kid his age. Uh, Very impressed with Jamie Drysdale uh, for Arizona and having him back on the blue line, having Zegras back up front for more offense, and obviously Mason McTavish as well, who was out and is now back. They're a healthy team. And, you know, Arizona, Anaheim went through all those struggles, uh, and part of it was they had some key guys out, but. Now they got everyone back. Don't be shocked to see Anaheim go on a little bit of a run here. We know they're capable of it. We know what they did you know, earlier this season when they had that really good stretch. So I wouldn't rule out maybe Anaheim putting some wins together here in the uh, next few games. We'll see. Uh, they play uh, Arizona tomorrow night. And uh, Arizona after that big comeback win last night against Colorado. And you know Anaheim at home is a dog. And we know Arizona not nearly as good on the road. So you know what What I might be looking at in that game. I might be looking at the quack quack, the Anaheim Ducks side there. But we'll save that for Friday. We've got four games to break down here on this Thursday card. We'll begin with Montreal and Carolina. Uh, Hurricanes minus 260. Home favorites, six and a half the total. Uh, shaded to the under uh, here in this game. Uh, now, very interesting dynamic here where you have Carolina on a back-to-back. Uh, They were in Nashville last night with that 5-2 win. Uh, Obviously, they've played a game already since the break. This will be Montreal's first game uh, back from the break. So is that an advantage for Carolina, maybe, even though they're on a back-to-back? Like I say, the back-to-backs, when you're (laughs) coming off a multiple-day break like this, they're not as detrimental. So it's not like a a tough, as tough a scheduling spot here for the Hurricanes. Montreal, though, uh, went into the Christmas break with a little bit of momentum, uh, three and one in their four games before the break, playing better hockey, uh, beat the Islanders, beat the Jets, beat Chicago, lost in overtime uh, against Minnesota. So very, very solid performances there from uh, Montreal. Uh, we'll see if they can carry that over here to this game against Carolina. Carolina has won six straight meetings uh, between these two teams. In fact, they've also won six straight here at home. Uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. We'll see if that continues here tonight uh, in this matchup. It looks like uh, for uh, Carolina, we obviously saw Kochekov in net last night. He had a nice bounce-back performance after a rough game against the Islanders. Uh, so you won't see him tonight on the back-to-back. You'll see Caden Primo in net for Montreal. And I would expect that we are going to see Antti Ranta, who has been summoned from the AHL, 
uh, and we'll see how he fares here. I'm telling you what, uh, six goals on 48 shots uh, in the uh, AHL level, um, you know, an 854 save percentage, 360 goals against average prior to his demotion. Um, and even in the AHL, like I say, six goals on 48 shots in his two AHL games, that's not great. Um, so we'll see how he fares here, but it's been a rough season for Ronta. Let's not kid ourselves. The guy's in his mid-30s now. Uh, he's been, all, you know, struggling this year. Uh, he can't seem to stay healthy for a full season. This is not a goalie right now, and uh, I'm ready to lay 260 with here on the money line. I, I think I might take a shot with the team total over. I don't know about Montreal winning the game because I, I, would, I would not be surprised to see Carolina score some goals here tonight as well. You look at what they've done against uh, Montreal. Uh, Carolina is on a streak of three or more goals in nine straight encounters against Montreal. So nine straight head-to-head meetings, Carolina has scored three or more goals. They've scored actually four or more goals in uh, seven of those nine head-to-head games. So Carolina's had no problem scoring goals here against this uh, Montreal team. Uh, that being said, I don't trust Ronta here. Uh, I think the Montreal team total two and a half looks a little cheap. You know, uh, some, sometimes there's moments when I want to make a case for a team total when it's that light. And I think this could be one of those nights um, I like the over six and a half here as well uh, in this game. I actually like the, I know some people in the chat like the under, not with Ronta right now, not a chance. Uh, and in fact, Carolina, you look at the goal scoring uptick for them. They've scored, you know, in four plus and three of their last four. So the offense is starting to percolate again. Uh, they've scored 16 goals in their last four games combined, which is an average of four goals per game. Uh, like I said, three and one to the over in their last four games. Uh, two of the last three meetings with these clubs have gone over head-to-head as well. Uh, Montreal went over the total th- uh, four of their last five games uh, going into the Christmas break as well. So uh, I do like this over six and a half more than anything. Uh, I like a smaller uh, piece of the Montreal team total uh, as well, over two and a half as well. Um, I think uh, both teams can find the back of the net here uh, in this one. As far as player props, uh, Stefan Nason, We've talked about him undervalued, and uh, he ends up uh, getting uh, a goal against the Islanders. He gets an, a point last night. Uh, Aho and Svechnikov finally get going in the same game, which it makes all the world a difference for Carolina. So I would look in those directions as far as uh, goal props on the Carolina side. Uh, for Montreal, uh, I wouldn't uh, go past the big gun Suzuki Caulfield. I'd take a shot with Slavkovsky as well, as long as he stays on that top line. Uri Slavkovsky, man, starting to get it rolling with Suzuki and Caulfield. He should be getting it going, for fuck's sakes. He's playing with Caulfield and Suzuki. Those are outstanding players. Uh, it's time for him to show why he's a number one overall pick uh, a couple years ago. And now he's got four points and goals in back-to-back games here for uh, the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, definitely Slavkovsky props uh, are the way to go right now. Uh, Monahan maybe on the second line as well. He's had a solid season. And Josh Anderson, we've talked about how he's stepped his game up, and all of a sudden, after not being able to put the puck in the ocean uh, all season until about the middle part of December, suddenly this guy has five, uh, four goals in the last four games uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. So uh, there's definitely some good uh, options here as far as uh, player props. I like Slap, uh, Slavkovsky for Montreal, uh, Anderson for Montreal, Stefan Nason for Carolina. And like I say, if you, if you think they're going to win the game tonight, Carolina, and score goals too, uh, they need Svech, Svechnikov, Ajo, and Jarvis, those three guys in particular, to get going. And lately they've been starting to get going here for uh, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So uh, 
a surprising over for me because, you know, if you think back to, you know, parts of the season, you would not really think you'd want to be on an over with these two teams. But, you know, I'm just going to go on their short-term current form where their offense has been uh, better on both teams coming into this game. And I don't trust either Netminder fully. I don't trust Caden Primo, and I really don't trust Antti Ranta. So over six and a half for me and also a little team total shot for Montreal. Again, over two and a half at even money. You can get plus 100 with that. So very cheap. Not only two and a half, the team total, but getting it at plus 100. So I feel that's worth a look here in this game. All right, Philadelphia, Vancouver. We've got the uh, Canucks uh, minus 160 home favorites. Uh, total in this one, six shaded to the over. Uh, we'll see how the Canucks go. Uh, they were obviously a team that had a terrific pre-Christmas uh start to the season they've been outstanding uh it's been and everybody's contributed to it's been the big guns like jt miller and brock besser and quinn hughes is just an outstanding uh start to the year for him no question uh, and then of course you also see kuzmenko starting to heat up pew Suter, sam lafferty you know Ilya mikhaev connor garland even some of the other forwards they chip in and help out the cause for the canucks and more importantly they're getting outstanding goaltending from Thatcher Demko. The penalty kill, which was, you know, it was almost like an automatic free power play goal for every team when they played the uh, Canucks uh, in the last year. When uh, and it's unfortunate for Bruce Boudreaux, but it's true. Power play was embarrassing how bad it was. And Rick Tockett's just cleaned that up so much. Uh, it's just been impressive to see just how far this team has come along uh, from last year, especially at the beginning of the year to where they are now. The question is, can they keep it rolling here uh, coming into this uh, matchup here against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers? Philadelphia has been a surprise story themselves, 18, 11, and 4. They actually have a better road record, 10, 4, and 3, uh, than they do at home. Um, so this is an interesting game. I don't have a really strong thought, other than I do like the draw a little bit. I do, I do like the draw here in this game. Philly's been an overtime shootout machine lately. Six of the last 10 meetings have gone past regulation. You've even seen the Canucks, two of their last five games heading into the Christmas break, went to an overtime or a shootout. I think it's a wash with the goaltending. Um, Samuel Erson for Philly is in net. And Casey DeSmith will give uh, Thatcher Demko a, a night off tonight. Be careful with just say th uh, with Casey DeSmith, you know, that he can't get the job done. He's been good this year. 2.44 goals against, 920 save percentage, 6-2-1 the record in his starts. And he's given up two goals or less now in back-to-back. -back, and actually, he has given up uh, two goals or less in three straight starts and three goals total in the last three starts combined for uh, Casey DeSmith. So be careful saying, well, it's Arison on one side. He's a backup goalie. Casey DeSmith on the other side. He's a backup goalie that these guys are going to struggle here. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, Arison has actually outperformed uh, his expectations this year. Uh, he's given up, uh, you know, he's got a few games where he's given up three, but he hasn't given up more than three. Uh, in a very long time. So he's given the Flyers a chance to win. Uh, I'm neutral on the total. Um, as far as the side goes, um, you know, Vancouver at minus 160, coming off the break, you know, and they're at home. And when you're sitting at home and you're playing at home without traveling after the break, that's not usually a spot where I love to back you necessarily. But I also don't want to really fade Vancouver at this point. And I don't really want to fade Philadelphia at this price either, especially with the good road record they have. And I do, th I just like the draw. That's where I'm going to stand on this game. Like I said, six of the last 10 flyer games have gone past regulation, two of the last five for Vancouver. Uh, I think we have ourselves a close game uh, here in this one.
Flyers won the previous meeting, by the way, way back in October. It was a bit of a tough spot for Vancouver. Philly won that game 2-0. Uh, so I like the draw here in this. Uh, you can get a good price with that. And that's about it. Other than that, maybe we look at some props. And I would say right now for Van- uh, for Philadelphia, here's two that stand out. Like Owen Tippett goes without saying. He's been absolutely outstanding uh, for them. He's got points in four of the last five games. You know, on uh, social media, I'm going to start posting a nightly lottery ticket point player point parlay. Uh, and we had one yesterday. Obviously, it didn't cash. But uh, I'm bound and determined we're going to cash one before the end of the season. One of these, like, 100 to 1, 200 to 1 shots with these 8 or 10 player point parlays. And all we need from them is one point for it to, from each player in order it, for it to cash. If I put one together uh, tonight, Owen Tippett will be on it for sure. Uh, he's been good. And I'll throw out another one uh, here. Uh, Morgan Frost, a goal in back-to-back games for Philadelphia. He's getting the opportunity now as well. Uh, and uh, look, it's been a frustrating start to his career. But he's now getting more ice time. He's getting more comfortable, uh, which is good to see. He's also the son of the great, and I mean great, long-time DJ at Q107, Toronto Classic Rock Station, Andy Frost. And Andy Frost was also a long-time Toronto Maple Leafs PA announcer at Scotiabank Arena. Actually, it was Air Canada Center at the time. And he also hosted the like the post-game show, the call-in show for Leafs games. And uh, Andy Frost, man, you talk about great voice, great pipes. That guy had them. Uh, and um, and Morgan is his son, and Morgan is starting to play uh, some better hockey right now for the uh, uh, Philadelphia Flyers right now. So those are some props that are, are interest of me on uh, of interest to me on the Flyers side. Uh, on the Vancouver side, look, obviously we know the usual suspects: uh, Miller, Pedersen, Besser, Hughes. Uh, goes without saying. I'll throw out a couple. You know, Mikheyev is always. I've mentioned Mikheyev enough, but you know, I'm always uh, intrigued because you, you just get better value and prices with him. Pew Suter, I wouldn't talk anyone out of him. He scored with the, he scored goals in two of the last three games, three points as well. Sam Lafferty, we've mentioned him. Uh, he scored against San Jose as well. And one more too is Kuzmenko. Kuzmenko is one of those guys that when he starts to rip it up offensively, he may, he may be starting to go on a bit of a heater now. Two goals against San Jose, four in the last five games from him. Uh, definitely worth a look. And yes, Joshua, Dakota Joshua, man, Rich H, you got to consider it right now. This is this is kind of insane that uh, what they are getting right now from that line. But uh, I have noticed that for a few games, and uh, there's a couple. There's one game I took Dakota Joshua. He didn't score. I didn't take him the next game, and he did. Uh, he has got all of a sudden two, three, four, five goals the last six games. Two, three, four. A six, seven points in the last six games for Dakota Joshua for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. That whole line has been very effective. And to think that's their <laughs> that's their third line right now, Joshua, Bluger, and Garland. But, uh, you know, there is definitely some bargain bin value right there with Dakota Joshua right now. Bluger's got uh, an incredible six-game point streak going uh, with uh, two, four, five, six, seven, eight points in the last six games. Uh, Connor Garland has points in uh, f- five of the last six games. Most of them assists. That's what I noticed. Bluger and uh, Car- Garland are setting up Dakota Joshua right now on that line. So that is a line that you did not um, expect to produce like this. But right now they are for Vancouver. And my goodness, that's why they're tough to beat right now. When you're getting the third line doing what Joshua, Bluger, and Garland are doing, it's difficult to beat this team. Uh, Tim York yeah, in the chat, our guy Goose saying, I didn't know that Morgan is Andy's son. Met Andy years ago. Yeah, Andy's a, a very good guy from everyone I hear. 
uh, from from what everyone tells me, and just great voice. Q107, Psychedelic Sunday, all those years. PA announcer for the Leafs, Leaf Talk post-game show. Uh, and I love the way he interacted with the callers. If callers started to talk, you know, talk shit and talk like fools, he'd shut them right down. It was just, it was great radio. Whenever a, a caller said something stupid, uh, Andy Frost wasn't taking any of that shit. None of that BS. So uh, there's fun times listening. And he was hosting the call-in shows, the post-game shows for the Leafs. That's way back when Sundin and Tucker and Domi and Brian McCabe and you know, the, the Pat Quinn teams in the, in the early 2000s. That's when I remember listening to Andy Frost on the post-game shows uh, for the uh, Leafs. That's how long ago it was. But, uh, yeah, Andy Frost uh, and Morgan, his kid. is uh, Look, after some struggles, Morgan Frost, Andy's son, starting to get it rolling for them. So it's good to see. All right, next up, we've got Los Angeles and Vegas. Uh, the game of the night, even with the recent struggles for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, which continued last night with a 5-2 loss in Anaheim against the uh, Ducks. Uh, we've got even money both sides here in this game, and the total six uh, shaded to the over here with the uh, Kings and the Golden Knights. I just don't like much of what I'm seeing from Vegas at the moment. And we talked about it yesterday, cashing t- tickets with Anaheim at an underdog price and the over uh, in that game. Their defensive game is just not where you expect it to be right now for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, look at these defensive stats lately uh, from Vegas. Five goals allowed in the loss to Anaheim, four allowed to Florida. And don't be fooled by the four allowed to Florida. That should have been eight to two, or at least it could have been six or seven to two. They gave up 42 shots in that game to the Florida Panthers. Very fortunate. They only gave up four in that one, but they gave up five to Anaheim, four to Florida, five to Tampa, six to Carolina during this four game losing streak. Um, just enough. It's just not the kind of stuff you expect from a team that won with defense going to the Stanley Cup and winning it last year. They have now allowed 20 goals in their last four games. That's a that's a five goals per game average allowance for the Vegas Golden Knights during this four game losing streak. 20 allowed uh, in the last four games combined. So uh, not exactly what you want to see from them uh, going into uh, this matchup against the L.A. Kings. Both teams on a back to back. So it's kind of a wash here uh, going into this game. Uh, I'm just trying to see what the back-to-back records are. L.A. did lose their most recent back-to-back. They were in San Jose. They returned home against Seattle, and they lost. But that is a game, I should point out, where Joey Decord kind of stole it. Uh, L.A. played uh, outplayed Seattle, but Decord was excellent in net uh, that night. Let me see what other. Uh, they also lost on a back-to-back against Vegas, October 27th, 28th. Uh, October 8th, November 8th, 9th, they lost on a back-to-back. So the back-to-back record hasn't been great for uh, L.A. The only time they won, I believe, on a second game of back-to-backs was that November 24 at Anaheim and then back home against Montreal, November 25, they won. But uh, let me see what Vegas's back-to-back record is this year as well. I don't think it's going to deter me, but I'm just uh, taking a look here uh, at what Vegas has done on the back-to-back, uh, beat L.A. on a back-to-back 4-3, uh, they lose to Anaheim on a back-to-back after that. They lose to Pittsburgh on a back-to-back after that. They lose to Edmonton on a back-to-back after that. They uh, beat San Jose in a shootout, barely, uh, on a back-to-back. Uh, so their back-to-back record's been more bad than good, too, quite honestly, going into this game. Either way, I like L.A., bottom line. Uh, L.A. is the better of these two teams at the moment, the better form right now. Uh, I think they're always going to be fired up to play Vegas, the defending champs. They want to get to where Vegas was last year. It's always going to be a game where it's a litmus test 
sentiment going into it for the LA Kings. Uh, no question about that. Uh, and I think they take that sentiment with them here to Vegas, not to mention that terrific, and I mean terrific, 13-1-1 road record uh, this season here for the LA Kings. So they're going on the road where they played best uh, all season long. They've been road warriors right from the beginning of the season. Uh, these two teams have played already each this year, and the road team won each game. Vegas won in a shootout 4-3 in October in L.A., and uh, L.A. won here at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas 4-1 uh, on November the 8th. So I like the Kings here, minus 110. I also like the over here, believe it or not. We're riding the Vegas overs right now until proven otherwise. The defensive game has not been great. At home, I would expect Vegas to not be shut out by L.A. I do think they'll find some offense, find the back of the net here a little bit. Uh, but they have been over machines here, this Vegas Golden Knights team. 9-1 and one to the over in their last 10 games, 10-1 and one to the over in their last 11. So it has been uh, a huge run as far as overs are concerned right now for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So we're going to take another over here, over 6, minus 120 with them, but I also like the LA Kings, minus 110 uh, here uh, in this one to get the uh, job done. I just, they're just in much better form right now. It looks like tonight on the back-to-back, because we saw – Patera last, or sorry, we saw Thompson last night for Vegas. They're probably going to go with Yuri Patera uh, tonight, who's probably been more bad than good. But to be honest, in the Florida game, if not for him, it could have been a lot worse against the Panthers. So I thought he played a, a a better game against the Panthers, but he's still a very young goalie. We'll see how he fares here against this good LA team. Cam Talbot should be in net tonight for the LA Kings after they made gave Riddick the start last night against San Jose. So. Uh, I'm liking here the Kings minus 110. Uh, again, the wonderful record on the road, 13-1-1 one and, one, uh, and over six as well. And then for props, Byfield, it goes without saying, uh, we're always interested in his props as long as he remains on that top line. And he's still, believe it or not, undervalued compared to his line mates. Trevor Moore, uh, always interesting uh, as well. Uh, here's one too. I'll throw it out there now. He's been chided a bit for his offense not being, you know, what it's what Gabe Velarde's offense has been for uh, Winnipeg uh, in that much in Ballyhooed trade last year. But slowly but surely, here's Pierre-Luc Dubois. You're down with PLD. Yeah, you know me. He has back goals in back-to-back games against San Jose and Calgary. So is this the start of a little hot streak potentially for Pierre-Luc Dubois? We'll see. But maybe his props worth a look here in this game tonight against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, on the other side of the equation, if you look at the uh, Vegas uh, lineup, Bruce Cassidy, you know, has been kind of shifting things around lately uh, with the uh, lineup, although it looks like tonight he's going to stay with uh, Barbashev, Eichel Stone, uh, Dorofiev, Stevenson, and Marcia so on the uh, second line as well uh, for this uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights team. Uh, and then on the uh, back end, no changes there uh, either at the moment for them. Uh, Barbashev has been good with the points lately. It is worth noting. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, we've talked about him a couple of times. Uh, you know, he had gone, gone through a nice little run there mid-December. He's kind of gone back uh, cold again, four games without uh, registering a point. Uh, but definitely you could look in that direction. And Jonathan Marsh so had some pretty outspoken comments about his team after the Carolina loss early in that road trip. And since he's uh, made those comments, you know, he's definitely been noticeable. And he's, um, you know, heeded his uh, own uh, comments and he's played well. Uh, he's had two goals against Tampa, three points in the last three games. So. Jonathan Marsh is so someone trying to his best to help Vegas get out of this uh, funk uh, right now. So we'll see how he fares here uh, tonight uh, against the LA Kings. Should be a great game. Like I say, this is two teams, and don't Vegas is going through their 
funk right now. They're going through a bad run. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I don't love their chances tonight, but that doesn't mean we write Vegas off. They're going to eventually, you know, get through this little rut. They'll be fine. They're still a contender in the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup. Uh, no question about it. Um, they just got to get everybody healthy. Got to get the goalies healthy. Got to get especially Aiden Hill healthy. Uh, because I think we're I think we're now starting to see just how important he has become uh, to this team. Just the way he played uh, last uh, season in the Stanley Cup run, uh, he's missed. There's no question about that. Uh, and uh, it's not a coincidence that the struggles to keep the puck out of the net have also coincided with his absence uh, in between the pipes. All right, the final game of this card for this Thursday night, uh, we've got Edmonton and San Jose. I mean, hard to do anything with this game because you've got Edmonton minus 420, just an insane uh, road favorite price here in this game against the Sharks. Total seven shaded to the under. And again, this is one of those spots where you've got Edmonton uh, hasn't played a game following the Christmas break yet. While San Jose played last night, 5-1 loss to the LA Kings. So they do have a game under their belt. You know, I really don't know how much that's going to matter here, though, uh, in this matchup against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Um, Again, the, like I say, I would say find a way to maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, go for a team total uh, for Edmonton, but you're not getting the three and a half at even reasonable uh, price here in this game. I mean, we've been able to get, you know, minus 140, minus 150 with uh, team total over three and a half against San Jose uh, lately. Uh, but tonight, this team total for Edmonton's four and a half at plus 102. So, you know, they've it's definitely been uh, pushed up a little bit, uh, no question. Um, we'll see how he, how it ends up here for, uh, Edmonton tonight. Skinner is going to be a net for them, uh, in this game. And how about the, uh, debut here, uh, in this game, a debuting goalie for San Jose because Mackenzie Blackwood was not at practice yesterday. Uh, we don't know if it's a personal matter or if it's an injury or an illness, but he was not at practice. So they had to go to Cockenham last night and doesn't look like obviously Blackwood's available today and they don't want to play Cockin on back to back. So it's going to be Magnus Krona in net here uh, in this uh, matchup tonight for the Sharks uh, promoted from uh, the San Jose Barracudas uh, up to the uh, Sharks for this uh, first start here. Uh, unfortunately, going um, well, actually, you know what? I, I think he got into one game earlier this year. He did actually. He did. Uh, he did get into one game earlier this year uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks, uh, and I'm just uh, seeing. Actually, it might have been last season because I don't. I don't think it was it this year. No, it was November the fourth. Okay, there we go. He got into that game against Pittsburgh, Magnus Krona. That's right. I was. I looked at the name and I'm like, has he? I, I had he had he played for the Sharks? He got in. He hasn't started in, for in a game this year. This was actually will be his first start for the San Jose Sharks, but he got into a game back on November the 4th, uh, that 10 to two debacle against the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, for this San Jose team. Krona got into that game uh, against the Penguins and he gave up four goals on just 17 shots, uh, 7.65 save percentage uh, in that performance against Pittsburgh. So not what you want to see. Yeah. My, 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 my Corona. That's it. We got that. That's what we're going to use, I think, for him. Magnus uh, Corona there. When you're going to stop the puck, Corona. Well, hopefully he stops the puck tonight. And what a challenge here. You're making your first start of the season here, and you got to do it against the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl and company. So not an easy task. Um, 
gosh, there's not really much to do here, side and total for me. I mean, it's just very difficult. I don't love ever betting over four and a half for a team total. I'd certainly lean that way, but um, de definitely I'm not rushing to bet the team total when I see it at four and a half like that. Maybe this is a night you take a shot too with that um, over one and a half first period team total for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, which you can get at plus 155 in this game tonight. So that's not bad. Uh, maybe you know pepper this kid early. Uh, put two goals behind him early. So maybe that over one and a half in the first period uh, is the best way. It's certainly the best value. I'd rather have over one and a half in the first period with Edmonton team total than uh, over four and a half in the full game. So that's basically the way I'm approaching it right now. Uh, how about this call from our guy? He's going to be back with me tomorrow on the Friday show. Matt Robinson, McDavid, four points. Um, what would the fucking price of that be? You, you can bet that. It's certainly a bet 365 you can. I love the milestone point props that you can bet there where you, you, you can bet players not just to get one point but two, three, four, and, and you can get just outstanding prices uh, with many of those players You know, to get four points. But certainly for uh, McDavid, um, you know, this feels like a night where he could go off. And let's not forget, he's on this pretty insane run lately since Chris Knobloch got there as the head coach as far as points are concerned. You know, he had those uh, five straight multi-point games uh, from December 6th to December 14th. Kind of cooled off a little bit, four points in the last four games, which is like run of the mill for a guy like Connor McDavid. But, man, against this San Jose team with a very, very green goaltender in net like Magnus Krona, you know, this could be a situation for him to, you know, have a huge offensive night. So, and you're definitely going to get a decent price with that. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but definitely for me, I would look toward, uh, if anything, uh, if I uh, pull the trigger on anything here, it's probably the team total for uh, Edmonton in the first period over one and a half plus one fifty five. It's a good price. Uh, that might be something I'm looking at here uh, with the Oilers and the uh, Sharks here in this game. Uh, but other than that, it's hard to get involved with much else. Uh, the total of seven, you're not never sure what San Jose is going to contribute to the proceedings offensively because uh, as much as their defense has fallen you know, backward again the last few games and not played well, I mean, this team has given up six, four, five, seven, and five in their last five games. So they have given up uh, a grand, they've given up seven, 12, 17, 21, 27 goals allowed in the last five games combined from San Jose. So Edmonton could, you know, get you five or six, but will you get enough from San Jose? San Jose's only scored two or less now uh, in uh, five of the last six games. So their offense is really six of the last seven games for San Jose. They've scored two goals or less. So suddenly the offense is starting to dry up again for them. So uh, maybe a look toward, like I said, Oilers first period team total over. Not much other than that. Keep in mind, too, with the Oilers, don't just stick to betting dry sidle props and McDavid props. Uh, Hyman props. Suddenly, the last few games, we've seen Warren Fogle and Ryan McLeod and some of these other depth forwards start to get things going offensively and produce and help out this Oilers team and give that support to McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, I've definitely noticed that lately. We've seen you know, some of the foot soldiers, some of those bottom six forwards start to put the puck in the net. Long overdue to give uh, some support to the uh, big guns that usually have to carry things for Edmonton. So keep an eye on that. You know, we've seen, you know, McLeod play better. We've seen Fogle play better uh, in recent games. You know, we saw Adam Ernie, who's playing down on the fourth line, uh, score a goal uh, as well uh, in uh, one of the games before the break. Like I said, Fogle found the back of the net last game. Ryan McLeod's my favorite one. Uh, he's got three goals all of a sudden the last two games 
uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So I think if you're going to pick one, you know, Ryan McLeod is a pretty good option right now for uh, the uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight. And again, you can get a guy that's got uh, goals in back-to-back games, and he's plus 380 tonight uh, to find the back of the net. And he's actually uh, moved up a little bit to the second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Warren Fogle. Uh, So keep that in mind. All right, great stuff. That's the Thursday card. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button uh, on the way out. 185 live viewers. And again, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 a month. That is the only place to get the daily betting card. Uh, Sides, totals, player props from both me and Alex B. Smith. Uh, We post the card there just before puck drop every single day. Uh, Patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 per month. Goalie charts, totals charts. Uh, all our other content there. We're also going to have bonus videos, shows for Patreon members only in the new year, as well as bonus betcasts. And these bonus betcasts, we're going to, some of them are going to be impromptu. Uh, so they're just going to be, we dropped all of a sudden, whoop, we're on live betcast and you won't even know it until it, we, we go live. So uh, we're looking forward to dropping a few of those for Patreon members only in the new year, impromptu. A lot of bonus live betcasts. So we're excited about offering that as well. So now's the time. Sign up, subscribe. And again, your $10 per month at patreon.com slash ice guys helps keep us going on this show and keeps this show going for months and years from now. Uh, you know, we, we actually have talked about this, Alex and I. We have visions of still doing this show five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you know, as long as uh, <laughs> hey, nothing health related you know causes us to have any setbacks so that's what we're we're here for the long term we hope to make this a show that we can do for uh many many years to come uh even as we're getting into middle age which is a scary thought but uh let's not think too much about that right now patreon.com uh, slash ice guys uh, just a ten dollars per month uh make sure you get on board with that and also check out the ice guys store iceguys.myspreadshop.com all right it is time for bargain bin special of the night uh, last night, swing and a miss. Dickinson for Alex and uh, Thomas Tatar for me uh, ended up not panning out, but doesn't mean we don't have great options tonight. Uh, and we do have a couple of good options. And I'm going to go back to Montreal, Carolina, and I'm going to go with the number one overall pick from a couple of years ago who's got goals in back-to-back games, who is starting to find a level of comfort with Suzuki and Caulfield playing on the top line. Let's take Uri Slepkovsky for the Montreal Canadiens, plus 420 at FanDuel for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. An excellent price for someone playing top line, playing power play, scored in back-to-back games going into the Christmas break. So it is Uri Slavkovsky, plus 420 for the Montreal Canadiens as my Bargain Bin Special of the Night here for this Thursday card. All right, best bets here to wrap things up. Uh, Best bet for Alex B. Smith. It's his only bet on the card. The LA Kings minus 110 against the Vegas Golden Knights. So Los Angeles, best bet for Alex B. Smith uh, in that game. My best bet for this uh, card, there's only four games. Um, I like LA too, but I'm going to, for the sake of something different uh, as far as the best bet, you know, let's do Montreal Carolina over. Um, It was either going to be that, and we did Vegas over last night, so I don't want to go back to Vegas. I don't. I uh, have too much other than a, a small draw bet on the Canuck game, and I don't feel strongly enough about Edmonton-San Jose to put anything as best bet from that. So let's go Montreal-Carolina by default uh, for my best bet. Montreal-Carolina over 6.5. Uh, 
uh, plus 100, uh, even money. I don't trust the goaltending, and I like the way the both teams short-term in the last four games. Offensive production has increased. The power play has been better uh, on both teams. Uh, so absolutely, I am liking uh, what we um, have have the potential, I think, to see some goals here tonight with the Habs and the Hurricanes. So Montreal, Carolina, over 6.5, plus 100. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Thursday NHL card. Yes, thank you, Rich H. Plus 500, apparently, for Slapkovsky at uh, Bet365 to score a goal. Even better price there uh, at uh, Bet365 for him to find the uh, back of the net. Uh, so make sure you're aware of that. All right, great stuff. Uh, that is the Thursday show. We appreciate it very much. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. Appreciate it very much. And uh, again, we've got Matt Robbins. He's in the chat right now. I see him. He's going to be joining us tomorrow on Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific. And Jimmy Murphy at some point during the show uh, will be uh, joining us as well for a bit, uh, time permitting, uh, for our Beantown Friday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. So we're looking forward to that. And we have, for Friday, a bigger card than normal. So it's a good thing I have some help tomorrow. Uh, We've got nine games on the uh, Friday slate uh, tomorrow, so we're looking forward to that. Jimmy Murphy will join us at some point during the show. And, of course, Matt Robinson will be with me as well on Saturday, noon Eastern. Zach Urban is with me again, as usual, on Saturdays. And then we got Alex B. Smith back in the mix Sunday for our New Year's Eve edition of the Ice Guys at our special start time on Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific. So uh, that is our special start time for uh, New Year's Eve. All right, a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week. Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Thursday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. (laughs) 